water. Earth. Fire. Air. Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Only the Avatar, master of all four elements, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Morris, with me again, as always. I thought of a nickname for him, ah. and I forgot it. Ah. So... Wow. It's coming. I'm sure I'll re-remember when I do. I'll make a note. But his name is Jared Mariyama. Thank you. Say hello, mm. Jared. Hello, Jared. And with us back again is Mr. Miggs Baller eighty five. What the? Oh, what? that's a better one. Wilson. I'll take that one this time. Wow, I got a short change this time for sure. I am back. Look, I, I warned you, Jared. I'm telling you, I want you. a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Let's hear it. So what happened? I wore my uh, a little basketball shirt here. For I love today, it, Miguel. man. What, a true baller. What is it? I can't so even. Harlem a true baller. Mark and I found out we're in the. We got another connection through basketball now. So. Oh, Jared oh, won though. You guys can have that one. Jared. Yes. Dang, how many Avatar shirts did you get? Two. <laughs> There's a oh, lot. Okay. Yeah. So you're gonna have to buy one more. I'm gonna have to get one more for season. Series finale. Series recap. Yeah. Uh, Amazon. Mm. So tell me about this. So like, this is this is okay. Oh, oh, oh. All right. Sorry, Jared. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. Tell me about uh, you guys met up finally. Uh, you went to breakfast, finally. I believe. We did. It's funny because we we actually we don't live that far, but eh, <clears> it's a bad I drive prob- though. Pro- yeah, it's yeah. it's long. It's a bit of a drive. I mean, um, like a. But Five miles in LA can become an hour and a half if it needs to. Mm-hmm. Of traffic. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Jared will drive eight hours to uh, see me, but I can't make time to go. <laughs> yeah, that's messed up. So, what did you guys do? Tell me about this. All I saw was uh, Miguel's video, and I felt very left out and jealous and sad. It did his job. Try to be a good sport about you know, that, it. Yeah. That was really the whole it's purpose a, of. The, the that's why he made the time he was like oh there's ah. there's gonna be a video where we could shout out jared and make him jealous i'll be there he's like let's meet up yeah that was good <laughs> i mean you know i took him to club 33 but that sounds just as fun <laughs> what you guys did so. oh man guns have been fired both ways oh uh, that's right no let's okay so let's talk about that because that's a more fun of experience um this was Miguel. Was it was, this, this was, it was first my time first time in Club 33. 33? Yes, I had a blast. Very so exciting. Fun. Yeah, very exciting. It was and so, everything uh, I want. Like very exciting. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say like I brought Mark uh, and now I brought you, which is great. And thank you to our host, whose name we never say because I don't want to be that person. Right. Um, <laughs> I will say this at the beginning, and then you can tell us your experience, Miguel. Both of you, when you get there. Uh, very quiet, very scared, very nervous. I've never seen either one of you so quiet before. I was that quiet. <laughs> so I, I wonder if you guys quiet. could was talk. I, I was just trying to just at the beginning. Soak it at the beginning, okay. when you guys are We were definitely in there for like yeah. five hours. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so like, that's true. That's true. I, so I can. I'll, I'll comment on this first, and then Miguel can say whatever after. For me, at mm. least, you know, going. So the the club itself is very there's a lot of mystique around it. So mm-hmm. going in there, 
in general is kind of mm-hmm. overwhelming. And um, yeah, I think overwhelming is probably the best word. And then on top of that, everybody in there, all of the members are pretty, um, you know, they're really successful. Mm-hmm. And that is also intimidating. So you add that on top of it, it just, you know, gets exponentially scary. <laughs> I go in there just this shy nerdy pop culture loving guy you yes. know i don't know how to relate to these people mm-hmm. i'm trying not to offend anybody you, know, you gotta <laughs> get your feelers out there before you can really start commenting so yeah for me it was definitely it was overwhelming a little bit scary um just took me a little bit while to get my bearings before mm-hmm. i could figure out you know where i stood amongst all these these guests and uh that's members that's hilarious i was like talking to you through my teeth out of the side of my mouth i'm like what are you doing jump in anytime here Uh, Uh, but i so i was luckily lucky enough to go a couple times with you you jared i i think um Mm -hmm. i like to think that i did better the second time around so hopefully if i make it a third time it'll just be better and better so, you know, the more comfortable I get. Well, Miguel did better. So I don't think there'll be a third time for you. But uh, <laughs> Miguel. <laughs> yeah, I was. How I, was it for I, you? I, it was more magical than I imagined, as cheesy as it sounds. Like, I knew it was mm. like this really <laughs> top secret, exclusive VIPs, you know, uh, type of uh, lounge restaurant. And I've always heard stories. And being in there, it was actually very lovely and elegant. Like, and it was, it was mm-hmm. really just. Abs- me when I walked in was just absorbing it and taking everything in and I totally agree with Mark's um, whole breakdown you know for a movie analogy I kind of felt like Leonardo DiCaprio and Titanic at that dinner like okay <laughs> so I'm Jack now and I need to uh, try to charm that's great. right that's I need to charm analogy. everyone uh, and um, everyone here is like you know very successful or doing well and you know and then you just uh, I kind of just Again, was just taking it all in and, and enjoying everyone's company, and and um, once you know had a few had a drink and some dinner and and got to talking to everyone. It was a lot of fun just to get to know everyone and hear all the stories mm-hmm. about the club and you know get a little tour of the club. So you know once all the nerves kind of calm down, you really enjoy the place. It's like it was. I had a blast. It was like one of the funnest nights seriously ever like i, I so enjoyed it in there i guess that makes me rose which i'm not so sure about <laughs> yet, but uh, yeah either you or rose or you know anyone else that i was the whole night trying to charm up <laughs> rose. but yeah draw me like your draw me like one of your girls we got yeah. french girls <laughs> yeah. um yes no it was fun you know, I, Jared and I talked about this before. I think we actually said it on another episode, but I wonder if you have the same experience, Miguel. Trying to describe your experience at 33 to a non-Disney fan, and even like more specifically a Disneyland fan, to like the normal right. person, it's just like, oh, so you went like to a bar lounge, a bar yeah, <laughs> restaurant, yeah. And they're like, well, I don't get it. Why Why is it so expensive? Why is it so crazy? And like, if they're asking those questions, you can't describe or explain it to them. But do you have people where like they don't understand the, the thrill I, and the fun? I actually hadn't tr- had to because usually the people that asked me were people that were really excited about it. Yeah, Already so I haven't it. had to do, like I haven't approached someone that, 
a friend or someone that I know is not into it and been like, let me tell you about this. So I haven't had to, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I I must give credit to our dear host. Oh, because wonderful. Because he really does make it a special like event. Like he, he does the whole thing, he pulls out all the stops. So it's, oh yeah. I feel like it's more than just a normal visit to the club. And, and that's sort of the lucky part of it. I think for us, what we've been able to experience right uh, there. So he's, yeah. I, mm-hmm. And he's so yes. knowledgeable yes. too. Like it's very, with specifically the stuff in the club. Um, Cause you know, Bricky does his, he knows a lot about the, the park, mm-hmm. Um, but probably not as much of Club 33 specifically. Right, so right. it's cool to get that extra bit of information from somebody yeah. that experiences Yeah, I just want to say again, special like, thanks yeah, to our, our uh, host for the evening. Because that's another thing that blew me away was like, wow, does everyone get like these facts in this grand tour? And I was like, <laughs> this guy is amazing. Like this, it, you know. Like you guys are saying, like I, I was blown away by all the little intricacies of the things inside and the facts about what's inside mm-hmm. and the stories. And that was that was great. Yeah. And um, yeah, he took us out on the balcony so you can look down yeah. at all the Jared wanted to throw bread at people. Judge. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, so it, it does the make us us are hungry. It's exciting because it's cute to watch him take you guys around. It's like someone's taking my yeah. kid around. I'm like, oh, look at them over there looking at the expensive liquor. Yeah, well, yeah. Speaking of that, I love the fact that like Jared's like co-signing when he uh, our host is going to take me around and Jared's like, yes, go, 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 go. Like giving me the giving me the fatherly, like brotherly, like go, go on, my son and enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a few bucks. Here's a yeah. twenty. Here's Have $20. some dollars. Go get a drink at the bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good times. Well, I'm glad you were able to do that. I'm glad that that worked out and we were able to go. Yes. Uh, that's. I think that's very exciting. All right. Are yes. we ready to move on? What? Why are we really here today? We brought the gang back together. Uh, we said this a little bit just a little while ago that the last time we had Miguel on, if you were not already aware, was for the Avatar season one. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know if we call it a recap. But um, season yeah. one discussion would probably be a better a better phrase. So we are here. We all have w- recently watched Avatar season mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. So we are going to discuss. <laughs> I will say I um, I finished season two extremely yeah, fast. You did uh, like right after yeah. we right after we watched or did this recording. I jumped right on season two and I was done. So I actually had to go back and rewatch some key episodes just to kind of refresh myself before we did this tonight. Are you going at a quicker pace than you did season one? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Right. Cause you said season one, you Uh, were doing like one to one or two episodes a night. night, Right. Right. So I think I stayed consistently to a night this time and and just blew through them very quickly. I might've even done no days off. Yeah. Like I might've even done three on certain nights cause some of them really cliffhanger and oh. um but oh my god yeah that totally happened to me too it's like all right this is the last one and then you yeah. get to the end you're like oh i gotta watch the next one <laughs> so like, you uh, can't do me like that <laughs> when maybe we can start there for you guys re-watching this uh season two were there things were there surprises were there things you don't remember or like what is the situation like for someone re-watching the show uh so yeah i hadn't watched it for a few years so obviously you know the big plot points and things that certain characters do and experience but as far as like the little moments you definitely forget those and it is so much fun 
to re-experience those. Um, the big thing that's different for me is like the since the show is definitely chronological and like they are working towards there's like a an overarching plot and storyline but a lot of the little adventures along the way you know you can forget about so it's nice to re-experience that in the way that you're supposed to watch it Mm -hmm. um and kind of re-remember these things uh one of the episodes that like i forgot about but it's kind of a big deal was when they find that the the library under mm. the desert mm-hmm. and you know i remember that part but i forgot about the creepy yeah. owl like the the almost like the librarian i forget what is the character's name was but mm-hmm. that is such a cool character and that whole episode is was a lot of fun <clears throat> to re-experience yeah. right what about for you miguel Same. watching it again yeah i actually yeah kind of remembered more of the over-encompassing moments, uh, like Mark was saying uh-huh. about, like, uh, I don't really, it was, like, refreshing to to see a lot of the episodes again, because it had been a long time since I watched uh, the whole show again. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, season two, one thing I will say, um, it definitely changes its tone in where it's like, okay, a lot of things are at stake, a lot of high emotion, and um, a lot of adult situation and responsibility comes into play more where the first season you see a lot more of the playfulness of the group you see a lot more of like the lighthearted vibe and i feel like season two right after the first couple episodes already you're i was like wow like this is why i love the show wow it's getting to the nitty-gritty of like some crazy situations and stories now like it gets it takes a turn Mm -hmm. i think in season two yeah i i totally agree i mean for someone watching it for the very first time to me this is like the um this is really the Empire Strikes Back season. <laughs> like, very specifically, it's the Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. season. That that last few episodes, I think, almost beat for beat follows Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> um, like, it's pretty amazing. But, um, uh, like, it's a, in some ways, it's like a chase film, just like Empire Strikes Back is. Like, it's this long journey. We get a little slow in the middle when we're kind of stalled like they are in the mm-hmm. in the Earth capital or the Earth bending, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. What's their... Yep. Yeah. Say. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, I did find myself getting a little like, okay, come on, let's go, because they start off like gangbusters. Um, mm. uh, they they tell you a lot of information right up front. Uh, the first two episodes, I think, are it's pretty like packed. Avatar then, Day. Um, yeah. So it tells you more about the history of the avatars, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the stuff that I love when they're getting into the core of the story. Um, but then you kind of fall into that middle, I think, where it dips just a little but but not too bad and you're still getting little pieces here and there but um but it was a great season right. i think it matured it, it got deeper into its story and was less less explainy about everything um but uh mm-hmm. yeah i really i really enjoyed this season so so we got introduced to some new characters in this yes. season and you know again this will be the third time of rewatching every single episode mm-hmm. Having seen the whole episode, when you look back, um, at least for me, I think of like Team Avatar as these four individuals, mm-hmm. Katara, Sokka, Aang, and Toph. And, <clears throat> you know, season one, Toph is not in it at all. Mm-hmm. And I kind of forgot that when you rewatch <laughs> it because she's such a big part of the rest right. of the series that it's it's almost unbelievable that such a major character they don't even introduce the first season 
And then the second season, she's not into like the fourth or fifth episode even. So she's really in it for like one and a half seasons, but has such a big role. I loved her, uh, but I wanted to ask you guys like what you thought of Toph now getting really exposed to her and, and learning a lot about her in this season. I was... Um I warmed up to her. Uh, I liked her better towards the end. And I think when they gave her more to do, it was a more interesting character. At the beginning, I, I, for some reason, I wasn't predicting that we were going to get another, like, permanent cast member, so to speak. Like, usually they, mm-hmm. they dip in and they meet these people and then they, they mm-hmm. leave. Um, so I, I wasn't thinking that she was going to become a, a regular cast member. But it's a great character. Um, the fact that she's blind and all of this stuff is really is really good. And they use it they use it well in the story, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I, I'm curious, I, I, I'm not quite sure of her arc, like what her like total story will be or how she plays into it. So I'm curious to see what role she plays in the, in the bigger story. Um, she has mm. the kind of smaller story, which is a little bratty, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what they do. Big yeah, I was going to say the same is that um, I rewatching it forgot that she does start off a little bratty you know she's kind of like this bratty mm-hmm. uh kid and seeing the blind bandit episode again which is great i i still yeah i love that that uh episode of her oh, and i loved all the the wrestling characters how they kind of play off that yeah was such a f- i think didn't they i feel like those were actual wrestling it sounded like the rock too, like, too as the of, as the one of the ca- the characters i swear is I macho just, man randy savage i don't Really? I'll have to look into that, but I think it's either it's him or somebody doing an impersonation of him. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. definitely. That's a fun yeah. episode, and the and the characters are great. But uh, yeah, going back to Toph, I think that she definitely grows on you. You even see that already throughout the second season, like her being able mm-hmm. to bend metal, like that was huge in the second season because you mm-hmm. hadn't seen that. You'd only seen earth bending, you know. So she's kind of making her mark. Oh, so. Talking about a little bit about earthbending, you know, it wasn't, I don't even remember, did they do, was there any exposure to earthbending yeah. in the first season? Mm-hmm. There was. Like, they went to some, it, but it wasn't like. No, it wasn't a lot of it in the first. This season, like, when I watched the first one, you're like, okay, airbending is pretty cool. Waterbending, you do cool stuff. Fire's awesome. But you definitely thought, like, earthbending super weak. This one is, like. They really highlight the some of the cool shit that they yeah. can do with earth bending. One of the things in particular that I thought was so cool is they do that like the rock elevator. Oh, and they lift it up super yeah, high. Like yeah. they, they scale the they scale the wall by with earth bending, and then Toph can turn the stairs into like a slide, and then they they earth bend on right. their little like elevator. Or they make platform. like Iron Man I suits that was with such earth. A cool move. <laughs> Yeah, yes. yeah, it looked like the thing. Yeah. yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, they totally made earthbending cool this season. It, it is. It does become so cool that it's almost, uh, particularly the earthbending. I think less so with some of the other elements, but it's almost that Superman thing where it's like, well, they can kind of do anything, you know? Like, like it makes it harder to sort of challenge what they can't do i think the drill Mm -hmm. probably that episode probably pushed it the most of that this is something that they can't just stop um Mm -hmm. so because otherwise it's very dynamic how she's doing the you know and even what ang is able to learn again this is sort of the yoda aspect of it for him seeing her teach him and him 
having such mm-hmm. a hard time and wanting to give up. Very Luke Skywalker and yeah. Yoda. And, but uh, yeah. yeah, I so I, I did I did like that. Um, I did like the aspect. All of the fight scenes I thought got elevated this season. Yeah, the, yeah, the fight animation is great. Even like again with Toph, the uh, the earth bending she does when she like turns like the earth into giant skates and she's like literally like silver surfering mm-hmm. through the. Yeah. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. through the land. Obviously, Toph has like the daredevil kind of aspect where she's blind. So like it enhances, I feel like, the earth bending. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, and uh, Jared, I think you brought this up a little bit when talking about Aang's training. One of, Another one of the things that I really liked about this season, and they did this in the first season that I commented on as well, is they had a few episodes where Zuko and Aang, their mm-hmm. stories like are parallel with each other. And one in particular is when they're both, there's not necessarily a training montage, but they're both training, trying to learn some new uh, bending techniques. Where yeah. Zuko is working with his Uncle Iroh to learn the uh, how to absorb right. lightning and redistribute it. And then Aang's trying to learn um, earthbending with Toph. They, like, they have they learn some things from their master and they can't figure out how to do it. And it's really um, difficult for them. But I love how they continue this story or this, this idea where they're like a mirror of each other. It's, it really makes the, the storytelling a lot more fun and it's makes Zuko such a, like really fleshed right. out. And let's let's talk mm-hmm. about that then, because I think one of my favorite episodes of the season is Zuko Alone, which is Absolutely. very westerny. Like you know, by far the best episode of it because it's a, it's almost a standalone um, <laughs> side it, story. It, it's almost a case for Zuko to have his own show. Yeah. But <laughs> yes, so I'll let you go ahead and then I'll chime in. Yeah. So Zuko Alone to me. When I I remember the first time watching the show, that was the episode that kind of tipped the scales on like, wow, like I I always thought he was a pretty cool character. I mean, we knew his story already after Mm -hmm. season one, what his goals were. And then he struggled with the family issues and having to capture Avatar. But that episode really dives deep and puts a lot of weight in his mindset and, and, and shows you how close he was to his mother and what he deals with and then how evil Azula is and then him making the right decision at the end to firebend. I mean, that was such a uh, fun, like, epic moment when he hears his mom's voice pretty much telling him, like, you know, what is it, like, don't forget or never hide who you really are, or who you, you know, whatever the line mm-hmm. was. Uh, just excellent, mm-hmm. excellent. Yeah, no, I think it's... um it almost changed storytelling techniques for that particular episode. I mean, they've been doing some of this in the earlier episodes, but the the handling of Zuko is very good. <laughs> like they're mm-hmm. they're being they're so smart about how they're handling him in a way that they're not doing as much, I think, with Aang as they should. But uh, he's a very likable character, obviously. But Zuko's, I think, is still the more interesting story. So th- they did balance it a little bit better this season, I think, because it does get like Ang heavy at the yeah. end, um, and Zuko goes through a little bit of a transformation, which is less interesting. But um, yeah, I think this this was the episode that I watched where I I think I immediately started like tweeting about it, like. I know I'm supposed to wait until we do the recap, but this episode is like <laughs> the best thing that I've seen so far. I agree. And that's why I'm going to have to challenge you, Jared, on when you, your earlier comment saying <laughs> the middle kind of slowed down. Because I feel like Zuko alone, the chase and the library are like the middle of the season. Those are like some of my favorite yeah, episodes. The library is great. 
<laughs> you know, it's it's when they're stuck in oh, the okay, scene. Okay, okay. I, I think mm. that's and they're kind of looking for Appa and stuff like that. that. Okay, like, a little after that, yeah, it slows down. Yeah, yeah. There's some moments in there where yeah, because like, the chase. I think like the episode after mm-hmm. Zuko alone too. I feel like the intensity just stays up because that's when um they the team kind of descends and they all go apart and then they all come together to fight Azula in that town at the very end. That was a really cool episode. Mm. Oh, that yeah, that one was really cool when it was like there's so much buildup yeah. to that moment and then all yep. six of them because it's the uh, team avatar plus zuko and iroh are against azula that was a and all those little moments of the action in the that little yeah. like, deserted town was that was that such was cool great. episode yeah, that, that was, was really like fun. wow this is a great show <laughs> so like uh, the, the the only problem I have with the library stuff the library was interesting I think and it was um like there's some cool stuff that happens and then Appa gets kidnapped of course which feels a little just sidetracky but I mean it works out it works out in the end right. one thing I will say the the desert people looked exactly like Jakku yeah. didn't it look <laughs> just like Star Wars oh yeah yeah, yeah. with their, one, the one character too had raised yeah. goggles mm-hmm. even yeah and they're all like they have staffs and and everything and just mm-hmm. the way they did that whole town i'm like my gosh how did they not were people i don't remember if people were making that comparison when force awakens came out i don't not, know either but yeah it, it, it is dead on now yeah very, very similar. similar especially the goggles like <laughs> yeah you're right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that they're kind of scavengers and they're like yeah yeah all yeah, of that totally. so i thought that was interesting uh the owl was it was weird. a creepy moment it was a very, yeah the owl <laughs> yeah it was, but it was interesting that that would be how they get that key information. I thought information, yeah, that was a little strange to me. Um, but again, fine. Like it, it works within the structure of that thing, and um, it's kind of too bad that 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 library, that structure, and that character kind of disappeared at the end. It'd be nice to sort of see more about that. But I think that's the strength of the show is that they kind of give you these little things that you want to see more of. So. Um, mm-hmm. It's like the the other creepy character from the. No oh, that's Trace. a great yes. character. Yeah, yeah. they I do will... these creepy ones really quickly, but they're yeah. super memorable. In the in the last recap, Mark, you mentioned Jet. We talked about Jet, and for some reason, I had skipped that episode. I realized in in season one. Are you? Serious? Oh my yeah, goodness. like so I had to go. Such a liar trying to act like you know what we're talking it. about. No. <laughs> well, I didn't want to. I'm like, gosh. <laughs> Jared's like, I'm like, he's talking about season two already. So I did go back and watch it. It's a good episode to skip because it really just yeah. <laughs> like it's you can take that one out obviously and it doesn't right. affect well it, the story. You know but who then he they is. talk they, about it. Was it. Just the, yeah. Right. It's the introduction of that character that they run into right. obviously a lot in this. Who's this also like and a I will say I like mysterious, untrustworthy better. type character. That's why you had to see that first yes. one to know to be on the edge of your seat on like, is he really good or not in the second season? You know? I'm I've right. changed Qatar. So I did, i did go back and watch that one i wasn't a huge fan of that that episode it's fine it's kind of actually a Sokka episode which is kind of funny too but i mean i I think you know i got the gist of it watching the second season that i just didn't understand what they were talking about initially when they had this past so jared let's ask jared that then what are your thoughts on Sokka now even because you you had specific outlooks on the characters after season one uh so i know You've, probably, you've become a little more of a Sokka fan after season two, right? <laughs> yeah, I really like Sokka. I think he's probably, I mean, he's one of those like favorite characters. Like I know he's not as vital to the story as the other ones. Like probably Zuko is my favorite character ultimately. But um, 
I really like him because I, I think I started off not liking yeah, him. Yeah, I remember and then that. It grew on me completely. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and they gave him a little bit more to do in this one, I think. So, he has um, a cool moment with his dad yeah. too, where his dad kind of like yeah, yeah. finally kind of gives him the respect of like you're your own man now, you know, type thing. So mm -hmm. that's cool. And when he lost his uh, boomerang, I was laughing out loud yeah, actually yeah. at that part. <laughs> like I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I do the, like. So him. that's something that is kind of, can easily go like overlooked or unnoticed is those little jokes about Sokka and you know the boomerang. It doesn't work if you just watch those single episodes. Mm -hmm. But like, right. yes. they build on these little yeah. like it's almost like inside jokes that you have yes. with friends. Um, but it's so cool if you you know that we're watching it chronologically that. You can you see these little buried bits in there that have more meaning because you've seen the whole show or the That's whole That's a good series. point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you have to invest to get payoff on all those jokes. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. And I wanted to say one thing about Sokka that I never noticed in my previous viewings of this. He's kind of a ladies' man. Yeah. Like no, yeah. He's goes, got a girlfriend like everywhere. I love him. But he's like so dopey and like oblivious to the the fact that it's I don't know why I didn't really pick up on it before, but like even the I want to talk about these characters a little bit later. But Azula's little like, like, uh, assassin yeah. mm -hmm. I don't remember her name like circus the girl yeah one. yeah yeah she's like is it me or is he really cute? And then <laughs> he goes and does that poetry reading yeah. <laughs> and like everywhere he goes. He, He's get, he's got all he, the ladies, and then he charmed up uh, Suki even more when he kind of denied her and was like, oh, "I got a woman. She's the moon. So you got to back up." Yes. <laughs> She's watching. Yeah. Oh, oh, I do want to say something about that. Like that was such a perfect moment. The way that the composition right. of that shot. I don't know if you guys picked up on this or remembered, but when they were about to kiss, the way that it was framed, the moon was literally yep. between yeah. so the good. two of them. I noticed mm -hmm. that, yeah. Um, when I was younger, it's something that I never would have noticed. I'm like, oh, shit, that's pretty clever the way that they, they right. put the shot together. Um, I was so, okay. I was just saying, like, that to me, that's like one of the strengths of the show is like they don't play up the fact that he's a ladies' man. Like, it's not a constant joke that he's a ladies' man. It, it just kind of plays out in this sort of nice, understated, relatively understated right. way. Um, mm -hmm. And it makes the character, I think, more appealing and a little less sort of one note jokey and stuff like that. I mean, even just giving Sokka that backstory with this boon girl is pretty heavy <laughs> to, to give him in a matter of one right. episode really so um yeah i do like that they how they treat that character quite a bit uh okay i want to talk about some other new characters so but before we yeah. i want to wrap up jet real quick <laughs> did you guys like that character like because i did not like him in the other episode i thought they used him better in this in this season like they kind of just used him to explain some stuff and then they killed him, which was fantastic. Very dramatic. But, um, <laughs> and I think I liked him more because he died, but, um, what, oh, totally. what, what did you guys think of him coming up in this second series? Uh, he, he was a all over the place characters. Like every other episode, it's like, oh, he's a good guy. Oh no. Yeah. He's, he's shit. Oh no. He's cool again. And like, man, make up your damn mind kid. But what he Part of like his story was that um, the ex like the audience or the viewer getting exposed and learning about the the yep. brainwashing 
that whole thing was super yeah. cool. Like, yeah. uh, what's the phrase? Like, the king extends his or like wants to send you. Yeah, like, like yeah, yeah. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, phrase, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Judy. Being able, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> being able to experience that and see that through his eyes was really cool. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Jared. I think. I definitely didn't like him starting off, but like each time you saw him again, he grew on you a little bit and a little bit. And then he had his Rufio moment that made everybody just, uh, I see what you did there. I don't know, fall, fall for him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think the jet, um, has really cool weapons. So it's always fun to see his mm-hmm. action scenes. Oh man. Yeah. yeah those, those like hook cool. swords. Uh, so it's always fun to watch him fight. I think, that was a great fight between him and Zuko, like destroying the tea shop, yes, the whole thing. Super cool. That was yep. really cool uh, for the animation. Uh, I enjoyed that. But yeah, I, I'm kind of take it or leave it on Jet. Like he's not my favorite. Um, I don't hate him, but I don't like super love him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking about that fight scene, like the build up to that, I'm just like, man, you are such a whiny little bitch. Like, <laughs> leave him alone. He's like, no, he's yeah, Fire Nation. I, yeah. He's bad. I want to go beat him up. It's like, dude, relax. And the sad thing is, is like Zuko's at that point where like he's literally chilling. Like he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't cool. even want yeah. to cause any drama. He just wants to make tea and hang out with his uncle at that point. So you're like, ah, that's what makes it good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so we actually... I think we got exposed to Azula, Zuko's sister, a little bit in season yeah, one. Tail end, um, yeah, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. That's a, his, the Fire Lords like sends her off to go mm-hmm. uh, what, find them. take care of Zuko and and find the Avatar. But um, God damn, she is one crazy it's bitch. Super evil. <laughs> oh, my God. Every single episode. And when they do the flashbacks a when kid? she was yeah, even, like, yeah. a toddler or a little kid, it's like... God, you were evil from the get-go. That um, was interesting. Showing her being that way as a as a small person was interesting. I think when you see her, like they handle they handle Zuko so well. She seems a little broadly <laughs> portrayed. You know what I mean? Like she's like just pure evil. Well, like it, it so feels less like interesting to me than what they're what they're able to do with Zuko, which I, I'm assuming makes sense at the end. But she seems less. You want the Vader conflict within her, (laughs) Mm -hmm. or yeah, I mean, she just yeah. They're they're spending so much time investing Zuko as a character, you know, to introduce another villain that has similar issues would be, I don't know, maybe too much to handle. So she's just coming in as crazy, insane. Well, I also think that they do it because it helps build Zuko's character because he's conflicted and he. Uh, is kind of, I guess, I would say more like the mother at times because it seemed like his mother was really sweet and kind. And mm-hmm. Azula seems like the Fire Lord Azula. who's like pure cutthroat yeah. evil. And she was the firebender, uh, firebending prodigy when she was young. And so the dad loves mm-hmm. her. And Zuko, had, we saw the episode when they're little having to do their little katas or forms oh, so and like sad. Zuko had a hard time and his mom was like I thought you were great you're like oh in the feels but yeah that <laughs> like I think that's why Zula it has is, to be so evil though is what I'm saying yeah I get it is surprising how like the moments with Zuko especially like it gets so I'm not like bawling crying watching this show but you definitely get a little watery in a couple moments watching this show um, but it's so surprising because 
you know, at surface level, it's just like a silly kids cartoon, but it gets pretty deep. I just want to say, Mark again had his hand over his heart while he said this last comment. He did. Like last, (laughs) clutched the pearls. Uh, I I mean, I Uncle Iroh and Zuko's relationship is so. I remember being sad too about because the voice of Iroh Mako had passed away. I remember when they were during the second season, right? So they had the little tribute to Mm -hmm. him. Yeah, who was also the voice of Aku. Mm, yes, and was in Sidekicks that I saw in theaters when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chuck Norris Chuck movie Norris? with Jonathan Brandis. Oh. He was, he was one of I, those kind of standard Asian actors that they kind of just brought in whenever they needed Asian yeah. guy. You know, like never, <laughs> never huge, but just recognizable enough. Was in Conan that, the you Barbarian. Know, he could, with Arnold. <laughs> yeah. So there's a couple, like there's that other actor who was in like Seinfeld and like he did the voice of, uh, he does a lot of voice work too. He was in this show too. He does. Oh yeah. You're talking show. about, he did, um, he's a he Kung did, Fu Panda's dad too, right? Yes. Yes. He does the duck's oh, yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in absolutely everything as well. Like there's a core, f- like five Asians that they go to <laughs> for every. <laughs> everything but um but yeah uh, that was uh that was a nice little tribute they gave him and speaking of those little like that was an interesting episode where it was like a bunch of small stories i really enjoyed yeah. angs when he like built the zoo and like you know used his earth bending and did all that with mm-hmm. the animals i thought that was cool mm-hmm. actually like normally i think uh i probably wouldn't enjoy that episode so much like it would feel like or a filler way because yeah. it kind of was but i don't know it really it enriched each one of the characters that had their own story. Like, obviously, it doesn't progress the story, the overall plot at all, but it was really nice to get those, like, extra moments with these characters. Um, I particularly liked Iroh's, uh, his little, I don't know what they call it, like a day in the life. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Oh, my God, that was so emotional. And like, because we know a little bit about his his backstory <laughs> and that he lost his son. Right. But like to the see song him, he sang. Oh, yeah. it, oh, my God. I was th- that was totally a teary eyed moment for me watching his uh, Earth Kingdom Day or whatever that. Episode oh, right. was. Do you are do you cry a lot? Of movies, Mark, <laughs> are you? Uh, oh, my God. I am super emotional. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know that I've cried at any of this. I, I get t- sort of wrapped up like in the storytelling. Like I'm like, oh, this is amazing for a, a kids show and that kind of thing. Like I, I get very taken, or if I'm surprised like by a turn that the 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 narrative takes, like that's the kind of stuff I think that I like the most about the show. Is it's kind of it's a little unpredictable for the most part. But I don't know that I've oh well, yeah I okay I've I gotta cried say, yet, say this that. Another reason that this hits so close to home for me is that, and you're going to, yes, you will laugh at this. Okay. I was totally like an angsty teen. So I totally identify with Zuko going through this, like (laughs) being a dick. He didn't even hesitate to laugh. Jared was like waiting to start laughing. And then. (laughs) Go ahead, Mark. I'm listening, Mark. And then like I'm I'm fighting to try and be a good guy the older I get. There it is. And on top of that, I, you know you know, not to get super personal, didn't have a great relationship with my actual dad, but I have an uncle Iroh in my life. So are you talking about me? Re- That's very sweet, Mark. I appreciate that. <laughs> seeing their relationship, it, you know, I see and feel things in my personal life through them, which makes it that much more emotional for me. 
Oh, that's, that's good. Sweet. I mean, I think that Sorry. like we talked about before how like movies and shows can put you in a certain mind state if you can relate to. It's even better. It yes. makes it more. It makes yes. it better. Of course, it makes it more enjoyable. Yeah, I will say that I didn't get too emotional on season one and two, and I don't. I want no spoilers, but even just the trailer because they released a trailer. If you remember, Mark, before season three. They dropped a trailer for season three. I don't know if we want Jared to even. I, I would suggest watch the trailer if you want to get excited before season three. Send it. Send it to us. I want to. I, I don't remember <laughs> yeah. the trailer. They, they released. Was it on the disc? No, 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 or? no, no. Like Nickelodeon uh, would drop a trailer. Like Avatar season uh, three is starting in a month, and they dropped a trailer. And seeing what they showed in the trailer, like that, got me like goosebumps and got me kind of emotional. Like, <laughs> whoa, this what's going on now? Because. It's you know it's just a crazy turn by season three is all I'll say so we won't get into it. Can I ask this and you guys don't have to answer if you think it's spoilery but do these characters appear in the Korra series at all or are, are they referenced don't answer, in the Korra don't series? answer that Mark yeah no. okay uh, I was I was going to try to be cryptic. no don't even okay. answer okay. don't even answer it. better to it's not better to not because there's yeah, so that's much. fine you know speaking of um, the trailer though did you guys have you been watching the bonus stuff in the discs as as you went I haven't yet um I'm just trying to get through all the episodes but I definitely um want to revisit these after I yeah. see it yeah um, definitely cuz I'm afraid like I don't I know some in some bonus content they can give away or yeah yeah, yeah they yeah. talk about more um so I want to watch it all and then kind of go back to see maybe some commentary on episodes yeah. or the little features. I'm always have. careful with bonus content because I actually watched some of the bonus content for Batman the animated series. I'm going back to that mm. now, but yeah. <laughs> and hearing the Bruce Tim and some of the directors or, you know, different animators that worked on it, talk over the episodes. It was interesting, but then like, I hear their personal opinions on certain episodes. Like, I didn't really like this episode, how this turned out because of this and that. Mm. And then it like puts these thoughts in my mind instead of, me thinking of what I want about the episode. You know what I mean? So right, that, right, that's, that's right, an issue yeah. too at times. Yeah. Uh, I, and especially when it's this like uh, complete season DVDs, I'm always worried that they're going to kind of like overextend into the next, yeah. you know, or show something. Assume. Expect yeah. if you bought it that you've seen it already or, you know, they'll, yeah, they'll talk as. Right looking at it as a yep. whole instead there, of one of the bonus features on the last disc of, of season two uh, they have this like i don't know if you guys saw this i don't even know how it aired originally they did these like chibi versions of all the characters oh those are great like, yeah yeah those are so those good. are fantastic i would love to see a whole like they put them all like they were going to school yeah, together so you like, saw those <laughs> I, I didn't know if those were around yet i thought those, those were, dropped like in the third uh, season but you've seen those already amazing yeah i saw those last actually just last night i watched oh those. yeah they would just uh, drop those at like the end of an episode sometimes on TV and you mm. would see them in cheapy like virtually. Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, the writing for that is just as good as anything. It's like, like I could see it's like uh, Teen Titans or yeah. something like that. And it's like, like they get like one they, I think one was like about the dance and Aang was all nervous yes, to like that was Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> I will yeah, say I'm excited for you good. to see the art, uh, to look at your book. I know you have. You said you're waiting mm. to look at that. I have it as well, the art of Avatar Last Airbender. It's a great, yep. that's a cool book. Yeah, it's a really cool book. Sitting on my desk. Can't wait to, to wait to get <laughs> jump in there. Anyway, so okay, go ahead. The Mark. last, the last uh, I mean, there's more new characters here, but not as substantial as the last two I want to talk about. And I actually don't remember their names. It's the Azula's Little Assassin Friends. Mm-hmm. Her my and Tai, mm -hmm. is it Daria and the Circus Girl? No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah really, Daria. <laughs> yeah, they're um, 
so the, I mean, they didn't really add a lot as far as character, like what their backstory or anything, but they are that oh, that three threesome squad or whatever you want to call it. They are fucking badass. Every time they come on screen and f- do some fighting sequence, it is so much fun. It's like super action packed. They each have their own little um, like specialties, yeah. um, and it is they are crazy scary and super entertaining to watch yeah yeah when they had to fight the other uh, you know, uh, what's her Kiyoshi name warriors her yes oh, uh, yeah that was interesting that was tough to do because the yoshi warriors they got so much going on <laughs> like they got so much costume and makeup it seems so difficult for them to <laughs> oh, get yeah. into a battle with you people. think that until it's my tylee and azula in the costumes and then they're still badass even when they wear <laughs> yeah yeah oh my god that moment was like that was a crazy moment talk about ending on a cliffhanger yeah. that one where they're like oh we're all gonna disband and go on our separate ways and mm-hmm. they leave the earth kingdom vulnerable and then like oh no don't worry about it your friends the kyoshi warriors are gonna yeah. come in and then it shows them in their makeup i'm like oh fuck that's not the kyoshi warriors <laughs> yeah, that was a great scene that was a, that was one of those cliffhanger episodes for sure that was yeah oh man that was a good one mm-hmm. so like i was trying to think of how like um, so they did a lot of side characters like the when they were trying to get through the pass you know they introduced that little couple that was they were pregnant oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right like there were a few episodes like that where they, they bring in characters just for the for the story I think that's where I started getting a little like okay hurry up like the serpent's passing <laughs> it took too long right yeah I'm like yeah. come on come on come on come on like, I know we're just stalling here to take up an episode or so I don't think we learned too much well, it, I think it just, episode. yeah, just that was a uh, Aang lo- loses hope though in that, right? Too. Uh, what about uh, the swamp characters? Like, I know, uh, I know, uh, Miguel didn't like the hippies in the cave. Yeah. Did you like the <laughs> the backwoods swamp now people? The, oh my gosh, yeah, these guys. Um, I they're okay, I guess. I wasn't that big of a fan of them either. It just seemed kind of. Uh, crazy how powerful the one swamp bender was making like pretty much Groot mixed with swamp thing was, <laughs> yeah that's what exactly. i was gonna say that exactly cool. i didn't like the the characters in particular but the when they were able to come together or to make that whatever that swamp thing was that was a cool extension of a character but as far as the swamp people go yeah, not really a fan. They did some thing. kind of freaky things in there, though. Like with the visions they were having, yeah. each of them like had Aang like saw visions. Top, like, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That was kind of interesting. And then, um, but I think that was about it for me on that one. I, it was jarring to have them have the the deep South accent. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why. Like, we get a bunch of different accents in this show, but for some reason, that felt odd to me for some reason. They wanted you to play on stereotypes for sure well for everybody everybody gets a stereotype (laughs) so why not do i guess the white stereotype or something it's like very deliverance ish yeah 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 yeah. purposely it seems um also Um, i do like the fact that we also um haven't mentioned that they bring blue spirit back a few episodes mm -hmm. i was just gonna bring that up so i love that character and so he discards the mask after he comes like Mm -hmm. he goes around the city uh, as a blue yeah. spirit, he gets rid of it, and that's supposed to kind of reflect him saying goodbye to his old ways or being 
That, that's when that transformation kind of right. comes he, he about. Gets, he helps Appa, right? After, and he gets rid of it? Yeah. I always thought when he was wearing the mask, he was actually being good. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's, <laughs> that's when he helped Aang the first time um, escape. They joined forces kind of, and he helped him escape in season one. And then when he's wearing the mask on the boat, he's stealing food. For, he's like Robin Hood. He's stealing food from the rich and giving it to the poor. Like every time he wore that, it was a representation of the good side of Zuko. So when he got rid of it, I was kind of confused because Uncle Iroh was like, it's time to let it go or whatever he said. And yeah. I don't know if, if you guys had any thoughts on I, that. I, I, was a little bit. Ahead, I kind of assumed that it just meant that like uh, he was going to be good. Like he didn't have to do that behind a mask or assume an alter ego to be yeah. sort of decent oh, like he just is that's him that's what he's deciding to be and not split between this good you know mythical character and then this evil fire kid so um that's kind of what i looked at it as but um yeah, yeah. that makes more sense and so he was not necessarily getting rid of that side of him it was he didn't need to hide behind that right to, yeah I, to have those actions yeah i have a like i agree with you mark on in the sense of like i thought he was actually like a cool good guy when he would put on the blue spirit because he would hide being mm-hmm. prince zuko but something i uh, an analogy i heard that i'll use for zuko was i was i love the movie drive you guys know that and i was mm-hmm. listening to a review about that movie and you know in that movie i don't know if people seen or not ryan gosling wears a stuntman mask when he goes to kill one of the members in that uh gang uh mob member in the movie right and a reviewer had an interesting point which i'll use tie into blue spirit he was saying the driver put on the mask just because kind of when you have a mask on you don't necessarily feel all the way responsible for your actions you feel like you could kind of hide what you're doing and not feel like it's you and you could feel like you're somebody else because you have a mask on. So I feel kind of like Zuko, when he became the blue spirit, he was able to be conflicted and not care because he was wearing this mask and being the blue spirit. So again, like what Jared said now too, is him letting it go was probably a sign of like, I know now who I want to be. I don't need to wear Mm -hmm. a mask. I don't need to, you know, um, have conflict within i don't need to you know second guess myself i don't even need the blue spirit anymore that's that's okay so i'm going to tangent here and apologies to everyone for doing this <laughs> what is the deal with drive now okay i i like i i've seen the movie you, a you watch times. your next words you choose them wisely <laughs> no i I, en- I enjoy the movie i am always uh terrified by the uh, fight in the elevator towards the end. I, yeah. I forget how graphic oh, that is. Man. Stomping skulls out. Yeah, yeah. like I, I forget then that one shot they show of him. I'm just like, oh my God, that's the worst thing I've ever seen know. in a movie I, ever. So before I answer the bigger yeah. question, it's just talking specifically about that scene. Mm-hmm. I am always amazed at how they're able I don't know if you guys get this feeling or reaction when you see that scene, but I don't know how they're able to portray that scene and you know that he's crushed the skull without showing it. It's that foliage yeah. sound. Like you can you can foliage. feel like it's it's like a like yeah. a guttural thing like you can feel it happening but they don't show it. Well, but they give you one last awful shot of him though. That's just <laughs> terrible. Like it is it's oh, man. like in the middle of this 
I don't know. It's not really a sweet movie, but like the the core story <laughs> is is relatively sweet. You know, it's just ultra violent uh, leading up to it. But mm-hmm. so, what is it about? Like, I know when I saw Mark, I'm like, "What is that jacket you're wearing?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's another thing Mark and I connected on too." There you Bre- go. Breakfast. Okay. Uh, okay. So I guess I'll answer first. I'm an overall Ryan Gosling. Fan, yes. So there's there's one. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's the star of that. I love the synth wave and this was actually mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. introduction for me to the synth wave movement yeah good soundtrack genre of music right. um it's very the movie is so good like i think i don't know when we talked about this um when we we're talking about samurai jack and yeah how it does such a good job of telling a story in an entertaining way with no dialogue, mm. there's huge gaps in this movie that have no dialogue, but it's still telling a story. You get a lot of the emotions out of the acting, the camera shots, the colors that are being used on screen. Um, so I think it's great storytelling movie. It's got, it's a modern day movie. You know, I don't know, depending on when you're listening to this. <laughs> but- in the future? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay. This, this exists forever. Yeah, Jared. that's People right. could be listening right. to this 20 years from now. Okay, anyway, get to a, it, get to it. It's a modern <laughs> movie, but has huge nods to 80s, which I'm also a fan of. It does, at the core, like you said, it's got a really like heartfelt and sweet story. And then it's surrounded by a lot of violence. So there's, and it, but, you know, with the exception of a few scenes, it's not like grotesquely violent. And it, a lot of the violence isn't really on screen. It's more mm-hmm. implied. To. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. All, all of those reasons, I've got to say, it's probably one of my favorite movies, if not yeah. favorite. Um, Terrible yeah. answer. Uh, Miguel, um, I'm hoping you can shed <laughs> some light on it. Yeah. All so that I get it. Like, no, I, I, yeah, I know. I, I, could, I like could be a this podcast movie. in itself. So I'm going to yeah, try to like. Yeah, it's a great movie. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the. Thing is, this is kind of a bro movie all of a sudden, and I'm trying to like that's the part I don't. Well, I understand. It's also it's, it's like the um, for me, it's also everything Mark said is like mm-hmm. I'm a super fan of as well, so I won't go through right. all that. But yeah, the compositions used in the movie, the lighting. Um, I mean, even there's there's profile shots of him driving, and there's literally like pinks on his face while there's yeah. neon blues mm-hmm. behind him. Lots, lots of that stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's you know very Blade Runner uh, '80s mm-hmm. Akira type stuff. I'm a huge fan of seeing that eye candy. Um, even the compositions of when the driver is in her apartment, and there's obviously some chemistry there, and he's in a kitchen, and there's a mirror on the wall, and the camera will show Irene, the girl, and the mirror next to her. While on the mirror is a picture of her husband, and then through the reflection of the mirror is the driver. Like it's just beautiful shots set up like that in composition. Is like they're putting some thought into everything you're seeing. Oh, definitely. Like over the top shot composition. Like a lot of stuff with doorways and windows yeah. and backlit yeah. and, and you know, things like that. And the artist mindset and all that. It's just fun to look at and pick it apart. Yeah. Um, uh, so is it? I thought it had to do more with him, and and he's and, sort of this quiet. Yeah. The second you know. thing I was going to say is that is the the other main point is this this persona, uh, uh, this character, even Ryan Gosling has said before in interviews, like he had, that was his superhero movie for him. You know, mm-hmm. wearing the jacket with the scorpion on it and being that character was his type of hero. 
And in in we could tie it into Avatar. It's kind of like a Zuko type thing to me, where this guy obviously isn't a really good guy. I mean, he's a getaway driver for criminals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his whole story isn't squeaky clean. And then he obviously, and then another thing is like you're rooting for this guy, and he clearly likes a, a woman that's married with a kid. I mean, there's like <laughs> there's all these things that are kind of a negative tone, but like at the same time, you see that he's trying, he has conflict with good in him, and using his skill set and his mysterious personality. I mean, mm-hmm. again, like Mark, I could go on and on and on, but there is that that there is that uh, sense of like um, I don't know, I, I don't want to use like the old Clint. Eastwood Western analogy, yeah, no, but definitely, definitely. there is that there where it's like, man, this guy's such a badass. He uses as few words possible. He could just give someone a look. He could be mysterious. Uh, he can, you know, just be this untouchable type character. And, it, and it's just, that's, that's fun fantasy too, to, to see on screen, you know, strangely enough, I think it's the most appealing he is on screen. I I'm more of a fan of this Ryan yeah, than I am totally. of like the, the La La Land and that, like the, the comedy Ryan I'm less taken by. Um, but I think it's, this is probably my favorite film with him. And then I saw the notebook not too long after this and I'm like, Oh my God, what is Mark's problem? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Thank you for tangenting. Ting. I got it. Okay. I can't believe what well, this is going to be if around 80 episodes that it's taken that many episodes to really get into drive. <laughs> I'm so glad I was here for it. I, I yes. brought it up. <laughs> it took <laughs> Avatar season two for us <laughs> to, to get, get into drive. drive. Yeah. Uh, oh my so gosh. Yeah. All right. I totally no idea where we were, but, um, um, we, we talked Zuko. We talked about a lot of stuff. Oh, my and Ty Lee. We were at my yes. and Ty Lee. Yes. The, the um, there. I mean, I think we said enough about them. There, there's not a lot to add to the story. They're just really cool characters. Uh, that yeah. Well, at, but at this point in season two, um, Ty Lee is like kind of untouchable. Like she's has no weaknesses so far because she handles everyone with like the nerve pinpoint like oh, that is such a cool like, <laughs> like I, I don't want to say power but ability i guess so cool yeah that's you know what i mean like i don't feel like like so far from like jared from your standpoint like you haven't seen her lose like no right. one could kind of fight her right <laughs> so that's yeah that's where i'm I, i'm curious to see where it goes and what her storyline is ultimately because i don't know it's one of those characters where i feel like she has to die um, but uh, <laughs> we'll see obviously um but i will say having her and these two other girls it the show actually finally has a, a villain because zuko really he's the villain but he's really not because we like him too much we're too invested in his mm-hmm. story to be rooting against him um, so it does sort of play that role. And to me, that's all it did this season was to set up sort of a a challenge for Zuko. Like someone's chasing Zuko and he's chasing them. So uh, mm-hmm. it, it sets up that dynamic, which is different. Because by the end of the season, when Zuko goes through this change and he's a nice guy, which is terrible, you know, uh, then that would be there would be nothing. Right. So it, it makes sense that that that's her role in this. So I want to see Sokka end up with her instead of Suki. Mm. <laughs> that would be awesome. What, what, are your, what do you think about the character design change, Jared? Because he went from having the warrior's tail to now Zuko has his hair like growing out. Yeah, like instantly, right? Like that was like the first, wasn't like the first episode yeah. or something? He cut it off. Um, it differentiates him from Sokka, which is nice. Like they kind of had the same look, 
um, obviously he has the eye thing, but uh, yeah, it, it it makes it a more. I mean, it seems appropriate with the way the story was going this season anyway. Um, that he should look different. That it should be a physically different character. I think so it's I, good. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm fine with it um, for for that. I'm trying to think here if there's any other character specifically. Yeah, I think the, Smeller B. I mean, other than Smeller B, which is the best no. name in the whole series, I think. <laughs> the um, Moose Lion. The Dai. The Dai Li was the only. It's not necessarily a character, but the uh, the Dai Li was was a cool yeah. group, I guess, mm. that was introduced in this. The one thing specifically that's cool about them that we haven't seen done anywhere else in the Avatar world is their their like earth gloves that also serve as handcuffs mm. cool yeah, that was a really cool super um, cool uh, ability that for some reason only they seem to have so i don't know if it's like uh they've got intellectual it's their intellectual property that they don't want to share with the yeah. world or they got a patent on that <laughs> but um i think it's great too how ang could like easily get out of him but he's like all right oh, I'll, I'll go along great. yeah <laughs> yeah so wonder let's recap something for me here what do we know about their mother zuko's mother at this point nothing okay we don't well, that's well, I, mean, I mean i know we saw him in that in the flashback episode yeah we, saw well, we, her we know a little leave. i mean we know that she like spent time with her son and then like she obviously knows that like azula was a brat and her and like had an influence over zuko because remember he mm-hmm. was throwing the rocks at the little like sea t- uh the turtle ducks Yes, terrible, mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. And then he said Azula was taught him that pretty much. And then, but as far uh, as her disappearance at oh the yeah, end of that the episode, disappearance, did, nothing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was like, I wasn't sure if I missed something or if something was mentioned. I uh, just wanted to make sure on that. Uncle Iroh is fantastic in this season as well. Oh, he was great in the him. first one. Uh, Still great. More, more pivotal almost in some ways in this one uh, when he With got Toph, to do that. You never think things through, Zuko. <laughs> I know, very dramatic stuff, but very good. And then uh, he gets to do that fire thing with them in the when oh, they're in the palace at yeah, the end. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, very again, very the cinematic. dragon of the west. Breathing, yes, fire breathing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was great too. His moments with Toph, like that was so fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was really cool. They had their their own little moment mm-hmm. over tea. Yep. <laughs> Have you warmed up to Momo at all, Mark? Yeah, no? Mark. I was going to ask that too. <laughs> you know, I love Appa mm-hmm. so much. Um, Momo is, I don't know. Kinda, uh, I can kind of take it or leave it. I thought Appa's episode was just heartbreaking. Like for, yeah. for a character oh that doesn't God. talk, like it's yeah. so sad. So sad. Oh, man. That poor air bison. <laughs> It was oh, showing yeah. you, it just felt bad. Like even when they had him like in the circus and they were trying to train him. Oh sad. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to the to the end of yeah. the of this the, the last two episodes. Now I don't know. The way they did it on the discs was interesting. I don't know if it happened for you guys too, but it just sort of ran together as two as one long episode. They it's did not- do the break where you get the title card and everything, but it wasn't separated out in the menu as, as I think the season episodes. finale was like an hour, that's why. Mm, so they just ran it together as one thing. Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of the guru? Uh, I think it's an interesting character. Uh, I like the purpose like he played. I, I don't know if I miss some of the history of who he is, but um, it seemed uh, sort of out of the blue that he would come in and be so pivotal at the end. Again, very nicely integrated into the story by attaching that letter to Appa and, and all of that it was very nice. Right. But um, did they give a deeper yeah. reason as to who he was or a bigger picture? No, they don't. Oh, I don't think. They okay. only have that one episode 
with Appa, uh, um, you know, when he was lost and when he went back to find his way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't really learn too much about him. I don't know. If, I don't know how I feel about that. Very character. Yoda. Very Yoda. It's um, kind of yeah, like the silly Yoda. Well, I mean, yeah. they need someone to kind of though. I'm glad that it's someone to kind of help Aang's learn even about the Avatar state and how to possibly control it because they, you know, he wouldn't know he's a kid that died over a hundred years ago and right, a, right, so right. someone has to be around to kind of say hey. You know, something. This is, I, I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. No, I think it, it works well. I just wasn't sure if I missed something like, oh, he does this for all the avatars for the past how many oh, right. years? Yeah, or no, there's like no, that. no, I didn't there's know no story. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, what did you guys think of that whole training scene? Those scenes? Very quick. Yeah, you know, it was quick. Like, yeah, it was quick. <laughs> not long. He mastered that very quickly. Um, and then uh, he gets, like, that was totally Luke Skywalker, wasn't it? Like, don't go. <laughs> like, don't, you know, they have to kind of figure it out for themselves so don't leave your training now oh yeah it was uh, definitely now that you say that like luke leaving yoda like I have yeah to help my friends he's like you haven't completed your training yeah. and stuff and it was so dramatic in that it's like if you leave now you won't ever be able to enter the you'll uh, never Everdome. become a jedi yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so i don't know what did you guys think of all of all of that one part. i love the visuals i mm-hmm. love him running through the universe to like the giant version of himself in the avatar state that's really cool mm-hmm. to look at I like that. Um, I, I don't. So I don't like when they're separated. I know that it serves a purpose. Um, so when he decides to leave to go back, it's I don't know. I'm all for it because I I hate when they're separated. I think it's a lot more fun. Yeah. And the dynamic yeah. works so much better well, together yeah. as a group. They were barely separated. It was like an episode, like one episode where they're yeah. they're all. The, he was back to pick up Sokka at the the pole Quick, again rather yeah. quickly. <laughs> so, but I don't know. Did how much time was supposed to pass in that? I I don't know. I didn't get a, a good sense of that. But um, yeah, that's where I think that especially that. That last two episodes is very Empire Strikes Back with, uh, you know, he leaves to go save his friends, but then it doesn't work out. And then, you know, like Luke was hanging on the thing in Bespin and yet, (laughs) what's her name? Yeah. And and she really kind of saves him at the end and Mm -hmm. takes care of him just like Luke was all sick on the Falcon and everything. And it ends on this very dark, dour (laughs) note. Just like Empire. Yeah. Yeah, totally like Empire, which was great. But um, I don't know. What did you guys did? You did that occur to you ever? I never thought the Empire analogy really, but now that you say it, it's like dead on. But yeah, yeah, I I was really sad like at the end of the second season because I was thinking like, dang, is what's going to happen now? Because he was in the Avatar state and Azula, you know, electrocuted him in his back, and so so what was the plan? What was the plan there for him? So he sees what's your name struggling, and he says, "I'm sorry, I've got to let you go. I got to do my thing." Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what was he so he builds that little fortress around him yeah what was the plan there i think the plan was because once he did unlock that last chakra he could master the avatar state right so he oh, probably so he was gonna do it he right was gonna then glow and, and be able to use all the elements to fight everyone off to save katara mm. but he started to glow and azula was like gotcha shocked him in the back all quick it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like i want okay so i want to ask this of jared yeah now, this, this is the first time you've seen this yes you're through with season two what have been some of the, like the biggest surprises for you being watching this for the first time uh you mean story wise with this yeah or like character wise i know for me having this like kind of wishy-washy 
is Zuko good? Is he bad? That was surprising the way that they dealt with him in the first season because mm-hmm. he was clearly the villain. I, for me, that was pretty surprising. But I want to see if you had anything else that kind of jumped out at you that was a surprise when watching this. Uh, you know, it, what occurred to me is this is that I like Uncle Iroh quite a bit. And then you have to consider his past and, and everything that he did. And that's an interesting way to treat he's pretty bad like right like he did some terrible things in the past Mm -hmm. and because his son died he sort of learned a lesson or something and so then we feel bad for him but still to make such a terrible character very sympathetic is is interesting for a kid's show again um Mm -hmm. and he gets to really like you know he saves the day pretty much at the end of this season um so he did in the the first season too yes pretty much he did yeah um, like protected them against fire. So um, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was good. Surprising wise, I think the uh, I wasn't expecting it to end on such a downer note, which was great. I love that. I guess this first season did kind of end similarly though, right? Like it wasn't a big celebration at the end. It was still a little bit sort of uh, sort of sad, right? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, but other than that, um, I think it sets up season three. Great. I, I'm not convinced that Zuko is uh, fully on her side. You know, I feel like there's going to be a flip or something, or he's just positioning himself like he has to do this in order to to whatever his bigger plan is uh, for for Aang and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know that once he made the change, he didn't declare that he was no longer going to be searching for the Avatar, right? No, he's. Well, uh, it's a little amb- yeah ambiguous, if anything. Yeah. yeah. So. Like, it's funny because I can't ask you guys because I know you know the answers to these things. Yeah, well, the Uh, other thing I was going to tell you too, Jared, is like I remember at the time a lot of people were all excited thinking like wondering who's going to end up with who. Like, mm because there was that moment with Zuko and Katara. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Aang is crushing on Katara. You know, Zuko (laughs) has every girl that comes into the show. So, I mean, uh, Sokka. Sokka Sokka has every girl that comes across the show. So everyone was wondering about, like, Zuko, Katara, Aang, and Katara at that moment, too. So that's what a lot of people were talking about. I remember Hmm. this moment going into season three. You know, it's kind of funny because it doesn't occur to me so much that people are going to end up together. (laughs) Right. I don't know. That's that's. That's kind of what, what do you think, though? I mean, they definitely show romance. So, you know, people were wondering because there's like people liking each other and stuff like that. I feel like mm-hmm. Aang is, is sort of the Luke Skywalker. Like it, it, the romantic part shouldn't come into play. Like he's serving such a bigger role uh, yeah. that it that shouldn't it would seem petty. Like Luke being the last <laughs> Jedi. It seems silly to be like, no, oh, I hope they get together. You know, like that seems trivial. Like he's, about, he's supposed uh, to save the world. Mara Jade. Yeah, there you go. See, had to be the extended, uh, whatever universe to to get that. Um, so I don't know. I'm less concerned about that. I think it's like it could play out with Sokka and like the side characters. Like that's fine. But if I, I'm not rooting for Aang to have a girlfriend at the end of this. See, so, I'm kind of like I'm always. I was like the whole time watching this. Like, man, I hope poor Aang. I hope he ends up being with Katara. <laughs> I feel bad for him. Like, <laughs> she always brushes him off. Yeah, uh, but he yeah. seems so young compared to her. So right. I don't know. It's more yeah, like an Anakin Padme thing, I guess. Then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we all know how that worked out, though. Yeah, terribly. Everyone died. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, I'm less. I'm less concerned about that part um so do you guys remember watching this cliffhanger when it was an actual cliffhanger like what was the situation like how long did you have to wait until you got season three well 
I'll answer real quick because it's I didn't have to. I oh that's right after when it was already all bingeable. Mm. So Miguel will have a better answer for this one. Yeah, I remember I caught up by about midway sec towards the end of the season two. I finally caught up to the show, mm-hmm. and then um, I can remember the season finale of season two and everybody was just it was like a game of thrones episode yeah like totally where you're like what we have to wait like there's so much like this one i feel like left you hanging more than season one though because ang was obviously about to level up zuko was becoming good uh you know all these things going on at the end of this one you're kind of like oh they're season three is going to be ridiculous because there's so many loose ends to tie up Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a while. I can't remember exactly the length, but I just remember waiting quite a while. And even to the point where we were like, uh, is season three coming? Because it's been a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and then that's when I said they dropped a trailer, I remember, and everyone lost their mind. Like, because the trailer is a, it shows a lot in the trailer, like to get you excited. So I'll try mm. to find that. I was going to try to find it. See, I'll get it on YouTube or something. I'm sure it's up there. Now, do you remember, did they promote this as the final season? Like, this is it? Or did yeah, you? Yeah, they, they did. did. I, okay. I believe they did. Like, this is the final arc. And, um, like, they they did it a trailer for the season. And then once the season started, they always had, like, like Game of Thrones. They always had, mm-hmm. like, little snippets of what was to come for next week's or the next episode. I thought it was interesting, too, on these these episodes. They started doing the previously on Avatar. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to bring that up, too. They had, um, I think, because they had introduced so many more characters this time. I, when they started introducing that part, um, you had to re-remember, like, what was going on with everybody? It was like uh, Avatar Roku's voice or something. Previously yeah. on no, Avatar. The owl. <laughs> oh, it's the owl. It's the yeah. owl. Oh, is yeah. that who it is? It's the owl. <laughs> uh huh. That's funny. Um, so they weird. had. Um, I mean, it's just the same voice. I don't think it's supposed to be that character. Right, obviously. right, right. But um, yeah, because they, you know, they the Kyoshi warriors are so sporadic in here. Like the next time they bring bring them up, you're like, oh. What the hell? Like, right. what are these girls doing back here? Um, but yeah, I thought that was a little interesting. It's different too because you know, back when this was originally airing, mm-hmm. when the old way we used to watch TV and consume media, you would need this because they would show reruns all the time. So you oh, would they have would to get like a refresher on what episode this actually is and what had. Like yeah. where we were right. at that So, time. like, did this show run over and over and over again? Like, kind of just keep playing after afterwards? Or I think it did like, for a little while. And I know they did play a lot of reruns all the time, too, on Nickelodeon. Like, even during yeah. the, when you were waiting for the newer episodes, they would play old episodes of Avatar. Mm. And then Korra was how much longer after, after this series ended? That was pretty recent. I think that was within the past five, maybe six or seven years. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I have no no knowledge of that one at all either. So yeah. <laughs> interesting. Well, I'm very excited to dive into three. Um, yep. Uh, all right. Before we, we finish for this one, I want to oh, hear yeah, what yeah. some of your expectations are. Not, I don't know if that's the right term, but like, what are you looking forward to? And what do you, I guess, expect to happen in um, to wrap up this whole series? Uh, so I uh, part of me is feeling like, Okay, so Aang and um, 
Zuko have to come together at some point. Uh, that's what I feel like. Like they're sort of the split of one thing. Uh, I feel like it's one of those things where it's going to build to some epic thing, but the the resolution will be somewhat simpler or like kinder than just a big battle and somebody wins. feels like it has to be that way. Um, I assume Aang will become the Avatar and maybe that is sort of redefined in what it was in the past, something like that. And then the rest of it, I feel like, is just... Uh, building towards that. I, I feel like if I had a guess, like I said, I think the sister will die. feel like she should die or, or just become not relevant anymore. I, I don't know that we need to redeem her because we haven't built it. Maybe we get all of that in this next season that her storyline is much more complicated than what I'm seeing. So that's kind that's of where my headspace is right now, but who knows? The first episode could change everything for me. That's all fine, but what <laughs> I really wanted to know is who ends up with who, Jared? Yeah, that's ah, the big yes. question. <laughs> uh, let's see. I think Uncle Iroh ends up with... <laughs> <laughs> I, I am curious to see what they do with him in the next... I know he died this season. They said, uh, they said apparently it was after 10 and 11 aired. Uh, he died not too long after that. Um, so I'm curious to see. So I'm sure they probably had his voice for the season for season two. I think uh, it's like a sound somebody who sounds like him because already mm-hmm. to me in season two it doesn't really sound like Mako anymore. Or by the end of it, it didn't yeah. sound like yeah. So yeah, I'm curious to see kind of what they how they handle that or if they sort of pay tribute to that. It's kind of like Leia, like dying. It's awesome. That's all I'll say. It's just awesome. You're in for yeah. a big treat. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Last thing before we wrap up, I want to ask Jared is, again, you're the only one who hasn't seen this yet. Mm-hmm. How are you avoiding, like, yeah. spoilery things on <laughs> social media and the internet? I know that you were going out of your way to buy more merch and stuff. So just even doing a generic avatar search in Google, right. you may come across something that you're not ready to see yet. How have you been dealing with and like handling that side of things? So I've been pretty careful. Like the toys are pretty safe. There have been. Yeah, they didn't make season three action figures. They only did one and they only did the water and the the air air ones. There have been a few stills I've seen where they're in different costumes that I haven't seen before where I'm like, oh, better not look at that because I don't I don't know what that is. So little things like that. But I've been I don't know. I've just been careful not to look too deep into things other than toys. Um, no one spoiled it though. No one has said anything, which is great. Um, so I don't know. It's been, it's been relatively easy to, you know, to not go find story points specifically. Right. Yeah. Are you going to, after you watch all this, are you going to go do the deep dives like you do with star Wars and get into like fan theories and, uh, I don't know more story development and like well because also there characters. are three giant comic book graphic novels right. that right. continue yeah, I think on. We, we talked about that in the last yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so. are they? Do they expand the current they're story? Canon. Yeah, they're canon. Oh, they so okay. I want. I'm not going to say what the one I read about is okay. about, but um, yeah, it's it's canon and it definitely deals with a lot of the characters. So. I mean, is it in this timeline or do they? Is it after post? The th- it's, season three. It's it's Poe. Well, yeah, you oh, should okay. see, but it is Poe. I mean, it continues on. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it depends. I I don't. I'm not a big comic book guy. So, <laughs> like, I, I've seen some of the some things from the comic books, um, and it doesn't look that interesting. But if the story was interesting, it's like, oh, if you if you read this, you learn more about the guru or something. Then I'd be more prone to 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 read that. 
I think for me, it was like, you know, for so long with Star Wars, mm-hmm. it was like a 25 year gap or something between movies. You know, that's why the extended universe was so successful for such a period that everybody was just so thirsty for more Star Wars content. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, after I watched the Avatar series for the first time, I wanted, you know, I needed more yeah. Avatar stuff. So. That's why I went out of my way to pick up the uh, the comic books or a couple of them. I think I just got one of the trades, the books. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's similar to that. I think where you didn't know if you were ever going to get any more. So yeah, yeah. It kind of made it more. You're like more desperate to get what you could. And the Star Wars stuff that was so vast, it just became like. Well, that was overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was crazy, especially in like what after. Was it Shadows of the Empire? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, at that point, like, that was... They had their little, like, uh, I don't know what you call it, like, a pillar stories or, like, ones that were better than the rest. Oh, for sure. For but sure. But by that point, there were so many stories. Like, you couldn't keep up with everything. Yeah, I tried to... Like, they made a big deal when it was one that was supposedly... Uh, you know, the, is that Shadows of the Empire? Where they continue it's supposed to continue right after yeah. return of the jedi so i was interested in that to see where they took it but even that when i started reading and i'm like yeah this is kind of stupid i only got interested in that and i couldn't read it because reading sci-fi is very difficult <laughs> but i really liked or i was interested in that because they released um a video game that coincided with that mm. and a toy line so yes. a lot of the care like i don't know the name i could never say his name there's too many like x's in his name but <laughs> It was like a green alien character um, that was in the story. They had toys for him and they had uh, different vehicles from that story. Mm. Um, So I was more interested in that because it came with so much more than just the book. Yeah. Did you uh, read all the stuff, Miguel, like for Avatar? Did you you read all those books? I've read a little of the Avatar books, but not all of them. Yeah, you know, I wasn't the same boat where I was like yearning for more after a while. I was like, man, I want some more Avatar stuff and stories. So I, I would see them at Comic-Con and different conventions. They, they had all this, you know, post Avatar, uh, comic stuff. So I yeah. took a look at some, but I didn't really read all the stories. No, to answer your question. Hmm. Interesting. It's, it is making me more and more excited for this live action thing with Netflix and seeing yeah. what they pull exactly from this or, or how they, you know, change it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about I, that. I gotta say too, like, so we brought this up again last episode, but the deeper I get back into Avatar now this time around, I cannot believe how like the lack of merch. And now uh-huh. you know they're doing. There's some sort of a resurgence now, um, which is interesting. Maybe that like ten plus year period, it's kind of falling into that semi nostalgia zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um. It's like it's such a good show. The characters are very likable and uh, cute, mm-hmm. so it's easy to see it translate to all sorts of different types of merch. I just and it seems to be popular. So like, I don't know where the disconnect is. Well, they don't seem to be um, rerunning it much, so that new kids are finding it again. You know, maybe because of this Blu-ray release, it's getting a little bump and and like attention again. But other than that, it's like it seems like it has to keep playing 
in order for like next generations to, to find yeah. it or yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there have been a few people who have online because of this because of us talking about it have picked it up and looked at it and showed their kids and things like that so who knows maybe it'll you know I, but i only of, hear yeah. about this one not so much cora i was gonna say speaking of the blu-ray release jared i'm still like hurt that you didn't get the slip cover did you figure I that am out too. or you still don't have it Amazon for me is notorious for that. Like I said, like that's I used to so get bizarre. I would yeah. get Disney movies that didn't have the slip cover. And for me, that's why I stopped getting my Disney movies through them because that's crazy. Like someone gave me one from Amazon for a gift and I went and bought it again. Cause I wanted the slip cover. <laughs> <laughs> so I had like two copies of something. But, uh, yeah. Cause the yeah. slip cover is awesome for this. Yes. I know. Like that's what I'm yeah. like. Oh, they changed it. How weird. I really wanted that other image, but, um, yeah, we'll see. Maybe I should put up a stink online and Amazon will just say, here's your damn slipcover. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> They'll probably just give you another pack or yeah. whatever. I will say, too, before we go, Mark, uh, one of the advantages of taking Miguel to Club 33 uh, is that I get Ooh. gifts sent to me. <laughs> Look at that. Look how lucky I am. I got all the a, listeners out there. He has got an original Aang still in package with Momo with the air glider. Airbending Aang. It's air the most Aang awesome thing. I what do the cool uh, toy collectors call that? Is that M-O-C? Like What's that? Mint on card? Mint, like carded. Oh, yeah. M-O-B? Yeah. Mint, mint on backer? Back, yeah, something card. Like mint on card, I think is true. I so want to take this out of the package, but I will not. But I so want to... Uh, <laughs> I can tell by the look on your face right now looking at it. You're just He's very cool though. Like and that Jared's salivating right yeah. now. It comes with Momo. I mean Jared got an underbite out of nowhere. I was looking, he was like, I saw <laughs> it I is, that's awesome. Like, yeah, I agree, Mark. There should be more merchandise. I, I figured I'd like to see some like deluxe figures for these where they really like do some fancy stuff. Um, I, I I'm hoping with the live action that we'll see some, but I hope it's it's not just the live action. Yeah, that's versions. what I'm worried it's, about. Yeah, I hope it's a mix. Yeah, I think it'll be um, a mix. At least I hope it will. And if anything, maybe this will get people interested in the cartoon. So then we'll get um, yeah some more merch on. Maybe they'll start rewriting it as we get closer to to that. Uh, so do you guys have a favorite character though from this and does it has it changed over the time that you watched the yeah. thing? Or mine mine is still Aang. I mean, it I, is I love Aang. Aang. Yeah. yeah, I love Aang. Um, I think I probably liked Zuko more the first few times watching it, but I love Iroh this time. Mm. Okay. That's um, an interesting choice. Yeah. I mean, Zuko Jared. is from, yeah, it's close second for me. Actually, I love the whole Avatar crew, the whole team Avatar. But um, yeah, Zuko and Aang are probably still my favorites of the show. I'm a sucker for like just the main title heroes. So I thought he's a good character, very appealing character. For what about you, Jared? We didn't get your answer. Sokka. No, <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think Aang is my is my favorite. Though I still think Zuko's story is the more interesting so far. Maybe that'll change when I look at all three seasons together. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, Aang for it's a difficult character to do because so often the main lead like this uh, and with such a weight on him can be kind of bland because they have to keep mm -hmm. him sort of good. They are doing some interesting things with him. Uh, again, I think it is very Luke Skywalkery. That you know, um, so. I, I do like him from from that perspective. So I, I and he's cute. Like it's a cute drawn character, and the way the voice actor yeah. is very good for him too. So there's really no like there's pieces I like about every single character. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. no, like, that's the strength of the show. I think is there's not really a weak link, um, and they all 
they work well together um, and interact really in interesting ways. Uh, yeah, so every character is great, but I think yeah, yeah. Probably my like favorite. I love I think- how like motherly and nurturing Katara is, and mm-hmm. she has that very motherly vibe with the whole crew, and but like she's still feisty and aggressive and. I really enjoyed the episode where Aang was getting frustrated with Toph and Toph is that like hard-headed like you know you either got it or you don't I'm not gonna right. baby you or pity you and then Katara was always like oh you know maybe you should try being a little nicer positive, positive. yeah me. yeah positive it's just it's a good it's a good mix-up of characters like you're saying yeah definitely I think the the more you go towards the villains the less interesting it gets so when you see these generals or these you know like the guy that was manipulating the the, the yeah. whatever he was the, the emperor hurricane. or something like that less interesting but um uh yeah the core group is is very good so um you know I'm really excited to see how they they wrap up all this like the backstories and everything. I'm assuming we get a lot more backstory in the next season and uh, just kind of figuring this all out. So I'm excited to see. I'm sad that it's only three seasons. It'd be nice if this went like four or five maybe, but um, yeah, it's great that it's so tight that the, yeah, the narrative I think it, is so tight. You've said this before. It makes, it gives everything added weight. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit more serious and the stakes seem higher because you know, so much has to happen within a small amount of time. That's probably why I felt like it lagged in the middle because it, you're right, Miguel. It's not the middle. It, it's it's sort of almost the uh, it's on the back end of it, um, just before the last two episodes, I think. But um, yeah. it moves at such a fast pace, and you get so much backstory, and it's so dense with information that the minute it doesn't do that, you're like, "Come on, come on, come on, come on!" Yeah, like you know, hurry it's up. It's definitely that Serpent's Pass episode. That was the one that kind of it did it did drag. Yeah. which is almost parallel to that one from the previous season where they're trying to get that dirty gypsy group or whatever yeah, yeah. through the, oh, yeah. <laughs> through the pass. Separate. Yeah, yeah. The dirty yeah. versus yeah. the clean groups. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, but anyway, very excited All for right. season three. Can't so wait. before we wrap up as well, Jared, I'm going to bring up this time. You are signing in a week or two here, right? Oh, thank you very much. I will be at back at Wonderground and the, um, California Adventure Food and Wine Festival, April 6th Ooh. and 7th with Joey Chu. So come get us confused because if there's more than two <laughs> Asians at a signing, you're not sure oh my God. who you're Who's getting. responsible for this? That's right. So um, I will be there both days, all, all mm. of that on my social media. Miguel, you got a big bump this week about something you're doing next month. Yeah, interesting and fun, exciting news. I will be at Monster Palooza next month. I will um, have a lot of new merch as well there that I'm in new products I'll be debuting that I've been working on. It's kind of still a surprise and uh, looking forward to it. A lot of fun. So when when is this and where is it? Monster Palooza is April 12th through 14th at the Pasadena Convention Center, old oh, home nice. of Designer Con. Yeah. Very nice. Your old stomping grounds. Old stomping grounds. I think we're going to have to have Miguel back for the, the recap, the monthly recap, because I have all I these questions it. for him that we didn't even get to talk about today. Oh. Uh, also, uh, the Batman and Ninja Turtle movie. What the hell? Oh, I don't. I, oh, I want to so see it, though. For I know. I want to see that, though. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, I just seen Batman square off with Shredder in the trailer. I was like, here we go. <laughs> It's like uh, when you're a kid, you know, you get all your different action figures yeah. and you you, you cross the, the storyline or the, the properties in your bedroom. Uh, this is like, it's coming to life here. I'm, I'm super excited. I know like, it, it looks super cheesy and corny. Yeah, but I'm going to love it. 
I love all the characters. It looks so much fun. And when nice. is that out? Is that uh, like a direct? I think it's in April. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just going to DVD um, or streaming, so you can probably. I don't know if it's going to be on the DC streaming service, but I know you can buy it. I think sometime in April. Okay. So. And also then for the recap, um, you guys will probably each be getting some boxes of Lucky oh. Charms because I need oh. to find that marshmallow code to win. And so I'm buying all of these boxes <laughs> and I can't eat them. So I, so I actually, I don't, I think you posted this and this is so stupid, but we, we talk about this all the time. Um, that, and Fruity Pebbles is probably my favorite cereal. I love Lucky Charms. Yeah, I do well too. Done. I Good. love Lucky Charms too, yeah. You guys are getting a Oh, okay. Crap so lunch. this is going way, way, way off topic. And, Let's uh, do we'll it. we wrapping up very shortly, <laughs> but I have to ask this. For some reason, recently, I'm getting... And Jared, you're going to make fun of me for this. And Here we whatever. go. Here we go. Um, it's I'm a good-looking like, thing. No, no, no. I'm getting like <laughs> oddly attracted to more... Um, what do you call it? <laughs> Jared's like, face um, right now is like the next word is so key. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting uh, oddly I attracted. God to... damn! Blah, I don't know the word. Uh, oh, that's the worst cliffhanger yet. L- like loud or uh, I don't know clothing. So like oh, it's probably after I saw Queen the mo- or whatever Bohemian oh, Rhapsody. Gee. Like flashy yeah. clothing or yeah, like, like um, God, there's a freaking word and I can't think of it. I don't know. Anyways, but like, <laughs> you know, I really want to get into like sparkly things and like the what? universe, Do uh, universe like sh- shimmer. I don't know. Anyways, you showed that like you, rainbow blazer that you could win. Ah, uh, like, yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Can you actually win that? Like, if I you think they're doing that. No, I think you, like the person that posted it was one of those influencers, a serial influencer, I guess. Uh, so I think. How are you not a serial influencer? I'm no, trying. Seriously. Am I not trying? Uh, didn't you just buy Dunkin' Donut shoes and something or something? Uh, I might have. I might have. <laughs> <laughs> So, and you already, you got your kicks kicks. So yes. you're like, I mean, I don't know if I'm I a walking remember. billboard at this point, right? Like, come I don't, on, I don't know if I can stuff. remember the last time I haven't seen six cereal posts from you in a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Definitely, you have like a giant sure. inflatable donut behind you right now. That's like, right. It's just going to keep getting better. <laughs> I wish people uh, could see this. So that's interesting, Mark. I'm glad you liked that jacket. But what's this with the flashy clothes here? I, Alton John? Was it when you saw Alton John? Oh, man. I, oh, I can't wait for Rocket Man. Rhapsody. <laughs> um, God, I'm, it's just killing me not to know this one term. or It's like one stupid adjective. Oh, my God. Anyways, doesn't matter. Mm. This this is all recap topics here. This yes, is not, so we'll have Miguel back because he saw Avatar. Justin Timberlake very close. Justin Timberlake. I, I, want I to need to hear about, more about I mean, that. Mystere and how that is backstage. Yes, all that they, stuff I, is fun. Okay, so we got a big right. March recap ahead of us. Yeah. All right. Kate so. Beckinsale. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> get that in. Nope. Uh, that's so we will be back with Miguel uh, very, very soon, and we will be wrapping up Avatar the series next month. So Ooh, can't wait. Please come back to listen to us talk about 
all of the things. And before, you know, Mark, I don't know if you know this or not, you you ended the last one with the, the awesome end credits for the show. Oh uh, my gosh, we were the, beatboxing the hell out of the end credits. And I, I gotta give props to Miguel who did that flute part. Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. Like, he did it exactly on key. Right after Mark's beatbox. Yeah, yeah and we didn't even give props to that, so that was very good. They're in so, those chibi episodes. They do like a chibi version of those. Oh, it's so too. good. Yeah. Oh, so so if you can find that, Mark, that would be ideal. Um, there's, <laughs> I actually, the um, the Korra end credits is really good too. I, off topic. I don't know if, Way off topic. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, Miguel, but they use like an Urhu, which is a very underutilized uh, instrument. It has like a really distinct sound. Mm-hmm. So at the end of Korra, it's just as memorable as the the drum beat one, at least for me. Anyways, going we ending this we for can, the last twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, we've been trying to find the exit. So fun <laughs> for though. This episode. It's been so fun. Anyways, lots of stuff going on. Please come back to listen to the Squared Co podcast. The next few episodes will be uh, a lot of fun again with Miguel. So please, thank you guys for having me again. again. I always have a blast. Thank you, thank uh, you, thank you, thank you. Always. And that is it for Reels this time. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you later.